0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Café with Strangers. I am your host, Monica. Um, and before I get to the episode, I just wanted to do a few little housekeeping things. I guess that you, you can call it that. Um, I realize that I have not always introduced myself in a good portion of these episodes. Um, <laughs> that's... I honestly genuinely forget. And also, I... I'm more focused on the person in front of me when I am doing these, and this is my first po- first podcast ever. I am learning as I go, so I have learned that I need to start introducing myself. <laughs> so, um, my name is Monica, but you may hear me or hear others call me Monica, Mon, Moni. Having said that, and with that out of the way. We'll go ahead and introduce our last guest from this little mini portland trip um yeah let's just get straight to it without further ado here is adalicia's episode okay well hello, Ooh, hello. welcome hello. to cafe with strangers if you want to tell me a little bit like about yourself um your mm-hmm. background whatever you feel like you want to share
1: all right yeah. um well i'm adalicia navarro um i am 22 and i am born and raised portland oregon Um, I, honestly, Gresham in Portland is mostly all that I know. Um, I grew up with, uh, my mom, my four siblings. I have a brother. He is 24. Then there's me. Then I have a sister that is going to be 21 in August. Then I have twin sisters that, yeah, that are 11 and, uh, they came like like I was already 10 years old. Like yeah. it was just me my brother and sister for a long time. And then boom, we got twin sisters. So um, I always had like always somebody home. I also had a stepdad through for like 10 years of my life, mm-hmm. which was like him and my mom were like on and off. So, yeah. but he was the twins dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was always just us. Yeah. Uh, went to school, did really good in school up until like the end, and then that's when everything starts, like, dipping off here and there. But um, when I was little, my dad got deported, and he he got deported a couple times. Like, honestly, it kind of got blurry mm-hmm. after a certain point, yeah. and um, my mom, she kind of – she's just a single mom, worked for DHS, still has for, like, the last 20 years. So there was always, like um, – Very, like, high expectations in my house, like, just constantly. Um, hmm. Went to uh, Oregon State after high school for, like, two years. Then COVID hit. So then I moved back home, moved back in with my mom. We love my mom to death, but we do not get along, like, uh, we don't get along the best. I'll put it like that. So... Moved out. Now I'm finally, like, I'm in a good place living I on my own. I used to have a roommate. He owns the house. Moved to Bend. So now I live in a three-bedroom house by myself with my dog. Uh,
0: That sounds like a sweet
1: thing. Yeah, it's, like, a really good deal that I just, like didn't even know it was going to come about. Honestly, I manifested it. Like I was like I'm going to live by myself by this time this year. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be living in such a big house by myself, yeah. but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Um so in the question earlier you filled out, you said that you're um you're from your Umbud- Your family's from Angola. Umbud- yes,
1: yeah, see. Yes. My dad is. <laughs> your dad is. He's full under And
0: then your mom is
1: My mom is a uh, half white and half she's like a mix of Vietnamese and Chinese.
0: Okay. Mhm. I
1: can I I rarely see other people that are Honduran. Like, it's just very rare sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So then you grew up in a mixed, not as mixed household, but a little bit
1: mixed? Uh, no, we're no? pretty mixed. There's just, like, all different cultures. So um, my grandma, she came uh, from Vietnam mm-hmm. during the Vietnam Vietnam War when she was, like, 22 and um she met my grandpa at a bus stop, and no. he, yeah, just randomly. The in my grandpa's fully white, like yeah. he just he's him. Um, but there was just like, just from the beginning, like my grandma's family pretty much disowned her, wow. and like just because she married a white man, and uh, that kind of like sparked the um, the generational choose. The people to be with that your family won't approve of because then it kind of like sunk into my mom as well like I don't like my uh my grandma's always been like very like oh who are you choosing like is this a good partner like this and that and but yeah so then my mom she was she was just really into different culture as well like So she jumped in and got with my – well, my brother's dad first. He's uh, Mexican. And then our dad, me and my sisters, we're full blood. And um, he is Honduran. And then my little sister's dad is black. So we got like a little bit of everything there. And he was there most of our lives too. So it was a lot of like black culture and it it, it felt nice. It felt like I got a little piece of every pie, you know, those like, um, those, exactly yeah, the yeah. cheesecake. So I just got like flavors from everywhere. Wow,
0: oh that is a super multicultural household. Mm-hmm. How, like what cultures ended up becoming prominent in the house? Like what is something that you do that is very common in Vietnamese culture versus, like, I don't know. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So, um. Uh, my grandma, she definitely kept the Vietnamese, like, food going. She's constantly cooking, like, pho, vermicelli noodles, like, uh, egg rolls, salad rolls, anything you can think of. Like, she knows how to do it. So good. Um, my grandpa, he kind of, like, he is more of, like, the stereotypical, like, white, older man, like kind of just says whatever he wants, unfiltered, uh, kind of a little bit lazy, no disrespect, grandpa, I love you. But, um, he, I think more of our like tendencies, like we would go on a lot of beach trips with him. Like he just liked to drive. He was a truck driver when he was younger, um, clam digging. That's what he, like in fishing, all that kind of stuff is like what he liked to do. Um, my grandma's more like, yeah, cooking, cleaning, um, school, very important, always been important. Um, and then it was kind of like a big switch because, like, that was, like, the prominent, like, kind of Asian-Americanized, like, home. And then to my mom's house, uh, just, like, total flip of the switch, like – my mom was very young when she had all of her kids and she kind of was a little bit of a gangbanger. So she it was like a, it was more ghetto at home and as, wow. like not even in a bad way. Like I loved it so much. Yeah. And like it was just a very flip of the switch of like expectations at my grandma's towards expectations at my mom's.
0: So your grandparents have higher standards for you than your own mother. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say so. Yeah, they they were just like very stuck in their ways and, like, less uh, open to flexibility on, like, their expectations. I think my mom, like, she – since she was, like, a single mom pretty much, she just – she worked. She had a lot of things to do, to deal with. And then – so we kind of, like – we were able to slip under the cracks in certain places, I guess.
0: Yeah, I get Mm -hmm. that. Um, How much do you relate to your Latin
1: side? That's – see, ah. not as much as I wanted to. Like I've always mm-hmm. felt like a little bit of a a gap there because of like um, my dad got deported when we were – he wasn't there when I was born mm-hmm. and then he came back and was there until I think I was about five and then there was like this huge gap of I didn't see him until my senior year of high school.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, because uh, he was in jail for a while um, and then – Got sent back, was there for a while. I also have siblings there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he made it back to Utah in <laughs> senior year. And uh, me and my sister, he bought us tickets and had a place and was like, yep, please come visit me. And so we did. And, oh, my gosh. It was, like, the weirdest experience because, like, I, I knew, like, I had, like, that sense of, like, love for him. But he still felt like a stranger. Yeah. But like when he would say certain things or like I would just notice he would do certain things and I'm like, Wow, I do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh my I get that from you. Okay. Now my mom. How did that make you feel kind of growing up, having knowing that
0: you were part line, but didn't really really feel or wasn't as connected as Mm you would have liked to?
1: Definitely would get like kinda triggered easily. Mm -hmm. Like, um, There's so high. It's high school. There's like groups and cliques and this and that. And like since I did like have kind of like a range inside me, I was kind of able to like jump in and out of like the groups. But I like not even just like my Hispanic side, but like I just didn't always feel like I fully fit in. To is there I guess. So I felt like kind of like um an outsider that got an inside look as well because, like, I could only relate up to a certain point. Yeah. Like, I don't – I don't speak Spanish. And Now I'm trying to, like, self-teach myself mm-hmm. and, like – so when people would say stuff for, like, even – not even too long ago, I went out with some new friends and we are downtown and there was, like, I don't know, just Bad Bunny songs playing and, like, I just looked over and everyone knew the lyrics and I was like, oh, shit, I feel like, I don't know, like uh, – There's like a certain word that I want. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah, It was just like, yeah. I was like, I don't know these lyrics, but you look more white than me, and I and you know them, so it's like, what the heck. But um, other than that, like, it made me feel a little bit disconnected. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I can imagine having these um, different like backgrounds and feeling out of place. How did, that, yeah. how did that affect you? Like, did you ever question your identity? Like, what struggles did you go through with, like, your own identity? Mm-hmm. That?
1: I think um, so more recently is when I started to, like, realize it and, like, try to explore it more. Because before, it never really, like, dawned on me that I was feeling that way because of that. Okay. I I guess I still was just, like, proud that I was 100, but it didn't, like – not until I got older, I'm like, why would I get so angry when someone called me whitewashed or why would I get so upset of, like, I had, like, an ex in high school and he was full Colombian and, like, I loved being around their family because they were so, like, culturally involved. Yeah. And then, like, anytime he would say anything to me about, like, you're, like, not even Hunter and, like, you don't even – I'm like, mm, mm, Is it because you're saying that or is it because actually, like, I'm believing you or something? So it definitely, like, uh, it affected me on a very personal, emotional level where I didn't really share too much about it to other people because uh, sensitive, sensitive. Air, yeah, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Oh, that's going to bother me. The ticking. I was sit over there. Mm-hmm. And then no, I was going to sit over. I don't know. I was sitting up stuff over here. And then I hear the ticking. And I'm like, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. No. So that's why, like, I came over here. I'm like, I can't. Instant distraction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to talk about your school experiences like and like high school stuff how that was you are younger than me enough to where socially things were a lot different Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of curious to know um what school was like for you like especially like high school and like what struggles you had during high school Mm -hmm. if any of that related to you and your identity
1: yeah so um in high school Pretty um, pretty typical, it's like, starting off. Like, I already kind of – my brother already went there, so I kind of already had a name, which wasn't my name. It was Gabe's little sister. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of – I already had, like, the little connection. Mm-hmm. And our school is de- definitely, like, clicky. Like, you know, like, who you're hanging out with. And um, I kind of just stuck to sports. I played volleyball, and I did track. Um, I really enjoyed it. It probably was the thing that, like, it It kept me holding on to school, like, yeah. the best. And um, just, like, not having to go home was really nice. I wanted to be at the school as long as possible. Um, College Possible was – shout out them. They really helped me out session after session doing, like, the ACT. And um, it was – yeah, there was, like, a lot of support. We had, like um, – after school programs that were like I don't remember what they're called but they just like all were like stemmed from ethnicities or like Mm -hmm. to make you feel more involved so like I said earlier I didn't see my dad until I was a senior um that was like during summer Mm -hmm. and I played volleyball every year was on varsity and the last year I pretty much came up and talked to my coach and was letting him know, like, um, my dad bought me ticket, me and my sister tickets to come see him. And it's gonna be during tryouts. Like, I I still like would like to be a part of the team. Obviously, I've been played for you since I was in elementary or in middle school. And um nope, he pretty much told me that I had to choose between going to see my dad and being on the volleyball team. And uh, obviously, I'm gonna choose going to see my dad. Wow, that gave me goosebumps. Mm Mhm. It was like I remember walking in, and I had just done soccer camp because my friend Rebecca, she wanted me to come try it out, and I did. So then volleyball camp was next, and um, yeah, I kind of just walk in. He looks at me, and I just tell him I need to chat with him, and. Yep. I just I was pretty much crushed inside. Like my whole heart hurt because like volleyball was I just enjoyed it so much. And yeah, that was uh I didn't even like want to go to any of the volleyball games after that. Oh, like were you like seventeen, eighteen? Yeah. I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the trip made it better. The only thing is, right when I came back, we were like, okay, we're going to come visit him again soon. And um, we had our tickets booked and everything, and that, like, the week leading up to the weekend we were supposed to go, he got um, picked up again. So, it has been another four years now mm-hmm. since I have seen him. Do you guys
0: keep in contact at all?
1: Uh, Yeah, every once in a while. Like, he's a big Facebook messenger, yeah. so like send me voice memos or like uh randomly call me but I don't know sometimes it just it just feels weird and like we do have that language barrier like he does speak decent English sometimes he forgets or like I don't know I just the translation sometimes just feels like it gets lost where I'm like I don't even know like if I can explain my life to you in like these simple words yeah so it doesn't make it feel as like deep it's very it feels kind of superficial
0: yeah
1: i get that mhm but after that i was like i don't like going to school anymore like when when people say like sports and after school programs and like this or that like helps them saves them in high school i genuinely agree with that and it kept me out of trouble and did you get into trouble then yeah no definitely <laughs> senior year i was in the uh dean of students office uh multiple times yeah. not going to i think i went to my first period which let it be known doesn't even start until third period uh i had twenty thirty-eight 38 days out of the whole school year under my belt still gotta see
0: um 38
1: 38 days cool yeah but also along with that um i had to like Not wanting to go home, there was a lot of responsibility at home. So since I didn't go to school until later, I was kind of expected to take the twins to school, drop them off. And then like the way everyone's schedules just mixed, didn't didn't mix well. So I was regardless kind of going to be late, especially having to get ready to what were they like. Seven-year-olds for uh, school, you're like
0: chasing them around the house mm-hmm. trying to get
1: them ready. Yep, hoping there's clean clothes for them. Yeah. Like, there was just, we definitely were like lower middle class, and it was just like, oh, I put on this like happy-go-lucky face at school, and nobody like would have ever like expected my house life to be that way, and yeah. I did that purposely because I yeah. don't know, I'm I'm more of like a. A private person that I can talk your ear off, but we can talk about absolutely nothing, and you will know nothing about me, like on a deep level. But we'll, we'll, I can talk.
0: We so can go. That makes me a little
1: bit curious, <laughs> then that you would put yourself out there, then. Right. No, like, no, for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I'm not gonna lie. I sat, and I was like, "Do I cancel? Don't cancel. Don't do that. You're gonna enjoy it. Do I cancel? Don't cancel. It's always that like initial, like the the anxious before. Once I like do something, I'm I'm probably gonna get in my car and be like. That was nice. Yeah. I I enjoy sharing. I just yeah. sometimes you know you just my body sometimes won't let me. Like if I don't feel uh, I safe or like yeah. comfortable, then I'll wanna like talk, but my brain's just like hush, don't I get don't that. say anything. I totally get
0: that. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> I'm also a very closed off person, mm-hmm. and so to put myself out there like that is like
1: <laughs> no, exactly. Because it's, it's,
0: it's like right now. It's still intimidating. Yes. To, to hear people like, oh, yeah, I listened to it. And like, this is what I thought, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, hmm. Oh. And then, then you, you like, you
0: know, what's in my brain. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like they get a little piece and you're like, I forgot that other people could like listen. And then now they know my thoughts and now they have an opinion. And it's like, yeah. okay, they can have opinion. Because yeah. this is just, you know, you just put it out there and it's a form of art. And I honestly, it's really admirable. When I like with the fact that I saw it and it popped up, I was like, that is so cool. I would, I would love to be involved in that.
0: Yeah. I wasn't expecting so many people to, to.
1: Did you get a lot of people?
0: Dude. I had to tell people, I can't take you on. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I do this, I like this past month has been so overwhelming. And I'm, a, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. My social battery is down to the floor. Mm-hmm. And
1: so I having bet.
0: to, there was one day that I did two, um, two interviews back to back. They've all, my minimum, <laughs> oh, most of them have been close to two already mm-hmm. at this point. And so that's, like, four hours of me talking and mm-hmm. listening and, like, that social interaction. I, at the end of the day, I was just, like,
1: blank stare static brain. Yeah, I was, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just not in a very talkative mood. Mm-hmm. It just, I just slowly I but surely, poop boop, 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 It just yeah. goes <laughs> down. No, I
0: 100% understand. Yeah. Um, and where was I going with this? I don't know. Mm. But I did want to talk. You're talking about, like, responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you are the oldest.
1: I'm girl. the oldest girl. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I, whether it's Latin or Asian, it's very common for a culture, that, like, the pressure on the eldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's seeming like, that even though your mom is, well, your mom kind of seemed like that put that on you, mm-hmm. you know, um, for X, Y, Z, you or the one that was having to do all these responsibilities and take care of the little kids Mm -hmm. when you yourself were a kid. Exactly.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. That was the culture. Like, um, you could just, it was just plain as day, like how everyone was treated, like how, how the roles were. Mm -hmm. And I always, I'm, I've never been, uh, I have never – it's never been easy for me to not speak what's on my mind to, like, my family and everything. So um, they always heard from me of – my brother's name's Gabe, but Gabe gets to go do this and that, and nobody's saying anything to him. And Gabe got in trouble, but he's not even grounded. Like, I, I get grounded for weeks on end, like, just constantly, just things like that and just uh, –
0: Oof. The standards for you are higher, mm-hmm. despite your brother being the eldest brother,
1: because. Yeah, I always call him my mom's prince. He's the prince. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. She was, it was her firstborn, her first and only son.
0: Oh, yeah, there's that.
1: Mm-hmm. And my mom only had brothers as well. So she's not really a girl's girl. She's more of a boy's girl have you reflected
0: on those years where you had all this responsibility and like how it's affected you now and what you're trying to Um, unlearn or learn?
1: A hundred percent. So I got into therapy about a year, year and a half ago. And because of all this like responsibility that was put on me, my sense of like self-worth was very wrapped up in getting things done, being productive. A lot of like, um, honestly, a lot of manly like Traits are like, I don't know, moon, emotions, sun, action, usually masculine energy is the sun energy and feminine energy is the moon energy. So I was, I've been very wrapped up in like thinking that I just need to do things for whether it be for other people, for myself, whatever, Mm -hmm. to be worth anything or that I have like value to me. Yeah. But now that's not the case. So we're, we're straying away from that. But, yeah, just being – that's probably, like, my full reflection of, like, okay, I I also, like, got to see where it came from. Like, oh, my ma- my grandma, first of all, was treated a certain way because she was a woman. She only had brothers, gets passed down, where, it like, I've noticed each – in each generation, I feel like, like, dwindles down a little bit. Like, where, obviously, my grandma probably went through things where she was, like, oh – I get treated this way because I'm a woman. So then going on, you you try to fix that, but you can't always – can't get rid of it all the way. So then kind of pass it down. My mom I, – I constantly, like, hear her, like, complain about how she was treated. And, like, the same, like, feeling that I have, mm-hmm. like, but I hear it through her words about her life. And it's like, okay, but why do you do that to me now? So uh, that's a little confusing to me. But this like that trickle down, like generational trauma kind of thing that just gets passed along. And it's like you don't get to choose the hand you're dealt, but it's all it's all about that awareness and the reflection and being able to see where it's coming from, why it's coming from that area and what you want to do to implement change. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been been doing
0: now that i'm following up to that mm-hmm. kind of so you don't speak spanish and i'm assuming you probably don't speak vietnamese either nope okay so then growing up realizing that you're this and that but mm-hmm. don't speak this and that language did that ever affect you and if so how
1: um i did a lot of pretending like very fake it till you make it uh for vietnamese my grandma actually made me and my brother and sister all go to Vietnamese school on Sundays. I absolutely dreaded it, hated it with a burning passion. Um uh all like you start in kindergarten for those ones and um I started in kindergarten and I failed twice. Yeah, exactly. It was really hard and I would just felt out of place there like I obviously don't have like the full Asian features and a lot of the students there, they were coming from, like, primarily Asian-spoken homes. So them doing the alphabet wasn't shit to them. Mm-hmm. But me doing the alphabet, I'm like, why are there so many damn accents? What, if, how, how? But, um, and honestly, I have, like, core memories of where I feel scarred, like, to where I'm, like, at the, like, they just kind of would call on you randomly yeah. to come, like, just write a word. It could be easy as goat, And I just, like, I just remember, like, you know, when you, like, rock your feet when you're nervous or, like, I would just, like, go to my heel and just, like, kind of just stare at the whiteboard. And there's, like, four of us up here. And I'm, like, over here trying to look and see what they're doing. I'm, like, what am I supposed to write? Feel my face just, like, flushed red. And, uh, yeah, just never wanted to go back. I guess, like, learning that language just kind of – it scarred me a little bit, like, It was just a little embarrassing.
0: I I get that. I understand that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And with um, Spanish, I definitely understand a lot more than I can say. Like, I think the whole saying thing has to do with, like, the pronunciation. And sometimes, like, I just get the conjugation wrong or, like, this or that. But I definitely – I feel more confident with Spanish than I do Vietnamese, even though I grew up more so in – Gulfed in the Vietnamese culture.
0: Yeah, yeah. Spanish is also easier. Mm-hmm. 100%, a hundred percent, <laughs> a lot easier. Oh so, my like, goodness! I, I feel like if I was in your position, I'd probably feel exact same. Mm-hmm. Stick with
1: that one first. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, even
0: in Spanish, with like the accents, because I I can't um, write it as well, mm-hmm. just because like I don't know fully where the accents mm-hmm. go. So like that's difficult. Now bringing a whole bunch of different actual letter characters yeah
1: it as just, a
0: like a four or five year old
1: mm-hmm, it just <laughs> it didn't work as well as I uh, I think my grandma wanted it to and uh just how my brain works as well because if I'm not like fully interested in something like because I want to be interested in it then my brain will not soak it in how did
0: you start or yeah when is it that you started to relearn spanish or like hey I'm gonna teach myself spanish
1: mm, honestly very recently probably the last like Six months, I've been on like Duolingo and yeah. I went to the library and got some like Spanish books yeah. and like me and my friends, like I have, I have a friend, her name's Karina, she's my best friend. She's El Salvadorian and Mexican and she kind of is in the same position where she is, her family speaks fluent Spanish, but she doesn't. And her hers was more, her parents were at work when she was younger a lot. And so. Is
0: she first gen?
1: Um, yes. Oh wow. No, no wait. No her parents are. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know her parents are. She's second generation, but just that that feeling of I don't I'm not really sure. So we've been like practicing with each other. And like, mm-hmm, right? We'll text each other things <laughs> in Spanish, and we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I understand you. Yeah. And then you'll just just like switch back, like I didn't know how to write this one out. This yeah. one, I just got to say this real quick.
0: Yeah. Anything else that you'd like to talk about in terms of like
1: not speaking a different language and kind of growing up and stuff? I think it just all in all, as for as long as I thought it was kind of like a, hmm, a curse or like um like a downfall. I don't really think of it that way anymore. Like I like everyone's like, "Oh, you need to learn when you're young." But now it's like I'm not being forced by anybody to. So now it's turned into like my own internal like motivation to do it. And like I said earlier, if I don't feel like I want to do something, yeah. I won't actually put my full mind into it. I won't like the dedication won't be there. So now that I'm older and I I want to explore my culture more. Yeah. It It's turned into, this is just a new journey, a new adventure yeah. to embark on. So I can
0: only imagine
1: a picture, how exciting
0: it is going to be for you and your journey, mm-hmm. especially to be reconnected with the Latin side of you that, that you didn't really get the chance. To yeah. Talk. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, I'm excited for
1: you. Right. Like, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like everyone's like, oh, it didn't happen for me then, so it can't happen for me ever. But it's like, no, like, you can still – you can do anything. And it honestly feels really good, like, meeting other people that are in the same position that don't – like, just didn't feel that they – for me, it just I didn't feel like I belonged all the way, which is very lonely feeling to have go on, so – yeah.
0: yeah so like something um i'm assuming that people didn't come up to you and start speaking spanish right mm, no 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 that <laughs> doesn't happen to me either mm-hmm. i actually get very surprised when someone does mm-hmm. and the last time i can remember that happening was probably like six years ago mm-hmm. I, there's probably something sooner but that's mm-hmm. the most i can think of mm-hmm. and the reason was because this guy uh i worked i was actually at the coffee shop mm-hmm. i was working and the guy uh, I ask for his name, he gives me his name, and I repeat it so, like, to make sure I heard it mm-hmm. right. He's like, ¿habas español? Oh, because of the tone, like, probably like the, probably way, like the said, yeah. Like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. was, it wasn't something I can, like, Americanize it, because mm-hmm. I feel weird, like, the word cilantro, I can't mm-hmm. say cilantro. Yeah, it, it just, just, it's the, like, the, bleh, mm-hmm. it just feels so gross in my in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like,
1: that's not the real pronunciation. Not, I, <laughs> no, I feel so
0: weird. Um, but his name was, like, Jerónimo.
1: Oh, okay. So I was I like, like, I that.
0: can't say Geronimo. No, that's that's not, that's not your name, no, dude. No, no. <laughs> or like it was like Hernando.
1: I don't know, but something mm-hmm. that I was like, I
0: can't, I can't Americanize this word. Yeah, and that's the reason is because he mm-hmm. heard what I said,
1: and then he was like, Oh, Adolfo
0: like, Sánchez. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah, And every single time I go somewhere I take a restaurant uh, at work, mm-hmm. oh, hello, how are you? Hola, buenas tardes. Mm-hmm. They, I just like straight up like I used to feel embarrassed and just. Speak English sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, they already think I don't speak Spanish, so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. And then for the longest time, that's how I felt. And then I decided, no, fuck it.
1: I'm just gonna, just I gonna like, say they're it. They're gonna
0: think what they think because mm-hmm. I, I look how I look, mm-hmm. and does it doesn't matter? Because I still, I can still speak Spanish. Yeah, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Whether I have my accent or not. Which actually, yesterday or not yesterday, mm-hmm. last year I went to Mexico,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I for the first time in like ten years, my Spanish. I struggled with so bad mm-hmm. I was struggling I was like um, 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 um how do you say this again how do you say that again and I felt for the first time I was like wow I've never been on the opposite side of this mm-hmm. before I'm used to usually people struggling with English yeah and I'm like oh yeah it's fine but being on the other side I was like there's my next I'm supposed to be able to speak it and then I was like you know what this is my ling- main language, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna struggle with it. Okay. Right. No, fuck it, whatever. What was I going at this? I don't know. That's but um, totally fine. I did want to ask if you're okay with it, like mm-hmm. how it affected you having your your father be
1: not just not in your life, but because he was like
0: deported or something mm-hmm. happened like
1: that. Hmm. Okay. So we'll get we'll get real, Sherry here. <laughs> um. So I what I remember. During that time, my dad was a drinker and he was violent Mm -hmm. and he would beat my mom. And I like have memories from like from seeing it. And so when everything did happen and I got like just a little bit older, like I kind of like tried to make it okay in my head by saying, well, if he would have stayed, life would have been maybe worse than it than it could have been because they just were toxic together. Yeah. So I was like, is this a blessing and a curse? Do I still can have the opportunity later? But during the time, I definitely was a trooper. I just put all my little feelings on hold. And if anybody asked, I'm like, no, like, everything's fine. Like, it's yeah. it's okay. And it was like, I played that part so much that, to a certain extent, I felt like it was, like, a burden to tell people because I knew they were going to, like, pity me. And I'm like, no, that's not how I feel, though. Like, uh, I know why this happened. Like, just try to be, like, I I guess I was always mature about it. And I wasn't able to, like, even, like, unfold it at all until I got into therapy. Right. Do you
0: consider yourself someone that
1: cries easily? No. 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 Okay. I, mine are like the random cries. Like I'm I'm driving down the street and just maybe some certain song comes on and I'm just, lip starts to quiver and I'm like, oh shit, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's literally like grief cries. Like that's, I guess, what kind of cries I have.
0: Interesting. Because normally,
1: I guess, let me say, let me backtrack
0: a little bit. So the reason I ask is because commonly growing up it's like oh toughen up mm-hmm. why do you need to cry I'll give you a good reason to cry Yeah,
1: heard that a so, couple <laughs> times
0: so like you alright I'm not gonna cry mm-hmm. or if you do you do it on your own by yourself yeah, Or we can't hear you and so as an adult I've come to realize that if I'm angry I'm upset I'm happy I cry because mm-hmm. my emotional response mm-hmm. is to
1: cry mm-hmm. and so I'm like is that the same for you yeah <laughs> so I guess it's like opposite I guess like yours yeah. is like more like when you do feel emotions, you it, that's your first instinct. I can't hold it back. Yeah. I think the only time that happens to me, it's weird when I'm angry. When I get so frustrated that I can't get the words out of my mouth that I want to come out mm-hmm. or, like, I start stuttering, yeah. that's when I'm, like, rage crying. But other than that, like, I, I can just sit there with a blank face and feel like somebody on the inside is just, like, banging against the door on my chest, but I just know how to, like... Act like nothing's going on, which sometimes is good, sometimes bad. So it definitely makes it a little harder to feel my emotions and like understand what I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's my number one question. How do you feel? Fuck, how do I feel? Like well, I don't wanna uh, I don't really know. I have like a knot in my stomach, but my heart's beating fast. So like maybe excited. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Distinguishing what
0: you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Putting. Okay, no, I get that because I, yeah. I I sometimes struggle with that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Therapy will help. It does. It Therapy does help, help so much. And just like, I don't know if for me my my household was like be tough, don't show your emotions. That's weakness. Um, which I learned is not a weakness at all. If anything, so it's a strength. But mm-hmm. just like being put down and to be told to be quiet so much, it's like after a certain point you just stop trying to say anything or to feel anything or explain how you're feeling so yeah. well I think that also was like a little bit of a side piece that added on to it that's what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah it's definitely what
0: it is do
1: you have ADHD by chance <laughs> yeah okay a hundred percent I'm okay. back and forth while I'm cleaning <laughs> especially oh my gosh I I <laughs> no you called it too <laughs> It's totally fine. The microphone just totally fell. I forgot your question. ADHD. Yep. <laughs> that is, um, I hate when people see me cook or clean. Really? Like, I, I can hide it from myself if it's yeah. just me because I'm just like in my own little brain. But then yeah. when somebody's sitting there and I can just tell I look like I'm tweaking, like I'm just going back and forth, like do starting this. And then I'm like, okay, I'll go put this away. But then I see like, oh, but I need to do that. Okay, yeah. let me start doing that then I forgot that I was doing that
0: oh my laundry
1: needs to be done <laughs> going to do that it's just like my brain is go 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 yeah
0: mm-hmm. the
1: reason I mentioned
0: it is because I ever since I like I I got diagnosed only within the past like six ten months I can't remember mm-hmm. this month, but it's like six months or something and I am becoming a lot more observant of it and one of the things I realized is like body positioning and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so first thing you do when you get here take off your shoes and get like really comfy on the yeah track. and then i'm like hmm that looks like an ADHD thing uh-huh. you know 100 and then i don't know what else there were like little things that you had said already and mm-hmm. i'm like i was trying to hold back i'm like just, just wait just, just, just wait <laughs> and i also like to mention that because of how underdiagnosed it is with like mm-hmm. um those that are assigned female at birth like mm-hmm. it's just severely under-di- underdiagnosed and it gives them, because when I found out that I was, like, possibly had ADHD, I started mm-hmm. getting emotional. And I was, like, mm-hmm. I was just thinking,
1: like, the hard times that I had in school. I was, like, I didn't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. If the extra support or just knowing that that was what it was. Because, I don't know, for me, I had, since, I, I have got You got me, you got me excited now. So, like, they're all overflowing in the back of my mind. But just, like. The clock, yes, for example. Yeah, that was
0: another reason too. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I was like that yeah, too. <laughs> no. In
1: class, if anybody's like talking behind me or anything, and we're supposed to be reading, like my mind just instantly boom yeah. goes there. Like I, I can't even focus on what's in front of me because like there's like the other. I'm like oh my gosh, I just thought I was a cheese monster but no, <laughs> my
0: brain just wants to listen to everything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a Adderall or anything like that?
1: Mm, no. Oh my god, it's, it's magical. Is it? See, that's what like i've just been always so cautious when it comes to pills like i just it scares me in a way and i did like depression pills and those just like made me feel like a zombie and now so i guess i have that like that bias little uh i'll just try without i i completely
0: get that and i understand and i'm so extra distracted right now mm-hmm. um, <laughs> You know, and I think it has to do, um, so one common thing with um, ADHD is, I actually, I don't fully know, don't take this with a grain of salt, but, like, some ADHD people, I don't know if it's just an overlap of, I don't know if it's, how do I say it? I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Some, uh sensory issues are also oh, common in people mm-hmm. with ADHD. Um, I don't know to what extent,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, the way that things feel when you're eating it, sometimes it's why it makes you want to binge more because mm-hmm. it's that consistency texture mm-hmm. taste kind of thing versus like with junk food versus like blueberries. I, I have a hard time with blueberries mm-hmm. because the bitterness and the taste of it, it's always like, I, I have a hard time eating yeah. those. And there's always
1: like just those few that are like the good ones. And then if you, you get just too many of the bad ones. Yeah. I definitely feel like I steer kind of down like the autism spectrum, according to food, because of the fact that I will like, I just have certain foods that I like a lot and I will only eat for like the set amount of time. And then I get tired of it and forget they exist. And then I'm Mm -hmm. on to this next thing where right now I'm on pho. Like, I just keep on (laughs) wanting it, keep on eating it. And it's just like nothing else sounds good. I'll sit and look in my fridge. Like, nothing's changed, but I'm like, I don't know what I want. And so I can't eat, can't decide. Yeah. No. So Some, okay. sometimes you would just end up eating nothing at all. Exactly. Yeah. Most of the time it's just me being hungry, just like, but because my mind can't decide on it. And it's it like nope, nope. nothing. It's actually funny.
0: Uh, not funny, but whatever. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how legit this is. It's just something that I've heard to the grapevine, but um, a lot of autism and ADHD symptoms overlap. Mm-hmm. But not only that is I've heard talk that they're saying that ADHD is just kind of like part of the spectrum of autism mm-hmm. because of how much it overlaps. But there's a lot of – people who have ADHD, a good chance, have autism. People who have autism have a good chance of having ADHD. Yeah. Um, but then there are people who have ADHD that are don't have any science at all mm-hmm. whatsoever of autism. So it's – to me, I'm just like, well, that's a lot of information no, up in the yeah, air. It but is. it is really fascinating when you stop to think about it and how, like, stigmatized autism actually is too. Is. And how it's not really – discussed enough about and i didn't realize mm-hmm. the lack of discussion that needs to happen with it because mm-hmm. it was to me growing up it was always like it's it was always seen as a, a very significant disability
1: yeah
0: and it's like um mostly people with autism are low functioning and mm-hmm. like even low functioning is de- like not a good word to use um are you aware of like the word functioning like what that means high low functioning um no I don't think um so that's something that people would say in terms of like how if you're high-functioning, you can function in society with no help.
1: Okay. That's how they say it. Like it's like by support, kind of. In a sense.
0: And mm-hmm. so when you think people would say autism, a lot of people think low-functioning kind of thing. But functioning, like high and low-functioning is actually pretty detrimental because it's removing the fact that someone who is, quote-unquote, high-functioning, mm-hmm. they, they still need support, mm-hmm. XYZ reasons. And because they're high functioning, it's like high functioning anxiety, high functioning depression. Yeah, you're going to work every single day, but when you're at home, you're laying in bed because you don't want to do shit. Yeah, that's if you're doing your job, what society expects of you, you're you're high functioning, mm-hmm. but in reality, you still need X Y Z help, yeah. kind of thing. And so, the phrase like high low functioning, for a lot of people, is being like, no, we don't use that word. Mm-hmm. It's definitely still used with like psychiatric or mental health professionals um with some because my my therapist has said it before Mm -hmm. and I'm just like but that was a tangent
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, no I definitely like feel that though because um it just like it kind of for me it goes back and forth I'm like I can go to work every day do exactly what they need me to do but then just done when I get home like I don't want to do anything or like if I sit down then it's Game, like over. game over yep. yeah to take off game. your shoes like yep that's the game to play don't take off <laughs> your shoes or you're done I can't sit on the couch for too long like but yeah you just oh, there's just so much to do all the time
0: yeah no and I I'm not trying to glorify at all, and mm-hmm. just staying out there um I'm just kind of saying like
1: the good I, stuff about it No, frankly I just I've none of my friends have really talks about ADHD, I think one of my friends, Charlie, and he took it when he was younger Mm -hmm. and the only thing he ever really, he said he needed it. It was good. The only thing for him is it made him a little angry, but also being a child and being a boy, I guess there's like different, interesting, different things about it, but I don't know. Um, (laughs) Oh, you know,
0: randomly saying stuff, blurting out things and you're like, oh, why did I say that?
1: now see I do that too often or like yeah you just you just say something and you're like that had no correlation to what anybody was talking about and then like I don't know for me I'll have like background in my head and I'll forget to say the background so then it just like makes less sense yeah we're like but you know what I'm talking about right like, no you had that conversation in your own head yeah I did didn't I yeah but let me tell you it yeah (laughs) or just like just bouncing from like back and forth from like conversations and just like my head what was I talking about yeah
0: what, what was that yeah. I'm so I tend to gravitate with people who are neurodivergent in one way or another mm-hmm. um, a lot of people basically if I hang out with you you have a mental illness of some sort yep. uh, but definitely a lot of people who are neurodivergent like bipolar uh, personality disorders ADHD and mm-hmm. autism and stuff like that um, and uh, you know what's funny mm-hmm. is I think that the lately I've been talking with a lot of people who do have ADHD and so Mm -hmm. when I lose my train of thought I don't have them to remind me where I was nope
1: (laughs) I'm like I don't know yeah Uh, I'll give you like the three last words maybe you said you
0: know that my I can remember my train of thought Mm -hmm. better like it you know when you forget something it's like there's no way Mm -hmm. you can recover that with someone generic Adderall I lose I'll lose my train of thought for a second but then I can actually like dig it back up. hmm And you it's focus weird. For a second. It's yes. Like, now
1: let me just retrace my mental thoughts. Boom.
0: There it is. Yeah. So there's that. And lots of tangible. I get really excited when I talk about like ADHD because I'm like, did you know? No, literally me too. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh, you experienced that too? Oh, I
0: thought I was the only one. It's realizing that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just how your brain is. Exactly. And so it's, yeah. it's it was very freeing for me to mm-hmm. realize it. Like I'm not a, I'm not hard on myself anymore like mm-hmm. I used to be because I realized, oh, that's just my brain. That's totally fine. If I – I hated being forgetful. I, like, I was such a perfectionist. So mm-hmm. if something – if I missed something, I would be like, I didn't catch that. Can you repeat that? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Or, like, be like, you said that, but my brain is not comprehending it. Can mm-hmm. you say it a different like way or the, something? Over, like the
1: apologetic kind of thing about it? Uh, or- I don't,
0: like, be like, oh, I'm so sorry, 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 sorry. I'm just – I just go, like. I didn't catch that. Can you repeat that? Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid or embarrassed to say it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, another thing is, like, um the auditory processing thing. It's, like, someone will say something and you hear sounds,
1: but you don't know what their words are. Mm-hmm. and Or even, like, it's just, like, delayed where I'm, like, yeah I sit there and I'm, like, I don't know what you said. Wait. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or, like, when you're, like, what? But you actually did hear yeah. it. And yeah. it's, like. Actually,
0: you didn't need to say that again. I just yeah uh, it just took me a second. Yeah, no, it's literally um all of that and I was gonna say something about that. <laughs> Is there anything that we you'd like to share about ADHD? <laughs> I am when did you get diagnosed? Oh or if I'm, you no, if you're, if I'm you have... not,
1: like I literally went into like uh whether these the like initial appointments them, yeah. and they're like, okay, fill these papers out, have two people fill them out. They're like, are, do you think that you're able to get these back to us? And I was like, yeah, I can get them back to you. It's been months. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Literally. level of importance in your head. It always made me feel bad when I didn't finish something that was important. Mm-hmm. But it was important to someone else. But in yeah. my brain, I'm like, it's not as important. Yeah. There's definitely a
1: hierarchy in my mind of like when things are getting done and how I'm getting them done and. But yeah. yeah. I should definitely get back onto that because I'm thinking that maybe I should tell them that I'm interested in um, Adderall or any kind of like medication. Cause... Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Have you ever been called
1: childish? Uh, <laughs> I, I, <I'm> Call <laughs> it have a childlike spirit.
0: I, like,
1: yes. That's something that I've
0: I've seen commonly across that people who who are ADHD autism tend to have more of a childish demeanor. Mm-hmm. It's and it's not necessarily that. She, I, that's childish. It, well, society considers, mm-hmm. considers it as childish. Yeah, yeah, when you're
1: goofy and you have, you still have like that little connection of like, yeah, we can we can play cars right now, I don't care. Like, I also work with kids too. So it's just like, it makes sense for me to be able to be goofy and like, just,
0: I don't know, just not
1: care about the fact that society's like, Oh, don't do that. That's weird. You're like a grown-ass woman. Like, don't do that. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Don't it seemed perfectly acceptable because you're working with kids. Exactly, it seems. And then I do it out in the club. And they're like, what in the hell? I'm I didn't know who you were um
0: Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm gonna keep on bringing up I don't know like we yes, went on yes. like whole ass tangent and this no. I, this is this just keeps happening where I just go off on tangents of that specifically no yeah. but yeah like it definitely i feel
1: like it ties in because like i don't know my family was the culture they were never gonna say that i had adhd they were gonna be like you're making it up you're that's not mm. real this or that motherfuckers told me depression wasn't real for a little while like, you know since we're talking about let's just
0: like dive into i tend to end with mental illness mm-hmm. but let's fucking go into it right oh, now yeah. um so mental illness
1: <laughs> no not discussed enough at mm. all um being able to even like build up the courage to be like, I'm sad, I'm mm-hmm. not happy. And my family's like, you just gotta keep on going. Like you gotta pull it together and just keep going. And I was like, I don't know, I'm feeling a lot burnt out. Yeah. And like, uh I think it, it took me leaving my family to be able to go inside my own self and figure out my shit. Like yeah. I thought it was I thought it was my environment and it took me getting out of my environment to see that it was like my brain. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm sad going to school here. And, um, I, my first term, I went to Portland state university cause had like a boyfriend and whatever you wanted me to stay. And then just, I was not having a good time. I felt like I was still going to high school, transferred out and then was partying a lot and just realized I was sad. I was so sad. And once I got into therapy, she's like, Oh, yep. Um, C, what is it? C-P-T-S-C, uh, chronic post-traumatic yeah, stress disorder. Yeah, I think it's complex. Yeah, some something like that. But uh, definitely opened my eyes to a different life because I was flooded with negative thoughts and like co- like negative, like very negative coping strategies, mm-hmm. like obviously drinking or doing what drugs, those drugs, like anything I could to. Ignore the fact that I didn't like to be alone, or I, I quiet the voice in the yeah, head. Yeah, quiet the voices in there. And I don't know. There's like a, sometimes where I would just sit in a room, and if it was just me, like it just felt like it would keep growing, and I'd be like just so small in the room. Like, okay, nope, we gotta like turn on the TV or something. It was just like hard to sit by myself.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it helps. Like, I. Just Yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of little projects going just like make it feel like it's flowing better. But I've learned like multitasking is actually not good for you. And it like slows down production. I don't know. Don't quote me. But yeah. But um, now being able to share about my mental health with my family Mm -hmm. has gotten better with being like the whole like self-esteem and self-confidence in what I'm saying too. And Mm -hmm. like just feeling like I can have an opinion as well like I don't even know it like all just like wraps together since it's been like the last just like two years of me just like okay we're working on ourselves like we're gonna I, I felt that way of like being so low that you will literally do anything to get out of that feeling and that is Honestly, after getting out of the feeling, it's like, wow. Felt like that? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I'd go back and, like, read my journal. I'm like, was sad. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, you needed help. I'm yeah. glad we got it. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh, mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good right there.
0: Um, Yeah. Anything about mental illness that you want to talk about? How was, I guess, how was your journey? Because a lot of people have had to advocate for themselves mm-hmm. to, like, seek out that treatment. Um, Not hey i noticed something in you let's get you some help a lot of times for people it's been especially like pocs and people who are in lower income homes and everything mm-hmm. they don't have that accessibility or because of their culture they don't believe in it or it's just not talked about like my parents i was asking these questions about like stereotypical adhd characteristics mm-hmm. and i was just like asking this isn't that my mom and my dad were like no no like no i didn't mm-hmm. notice that blah, 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 and stuff um so I took that with a green of salt because I was like, I don't know. They made me feel like, oh, maybe I am not ADHD or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then no, but then I got my diagnosis. I'm like, no, I have it. But oh, where yeah. is I going with this? I don't know. What was um... something about mental health? Um, oh, advocating. For- advocating, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, so how basically how was your journey to how you got started into it and mm-hmm. how it's going?
1: Um, it all started senior year Mm -hmm. and that's like no volleyball no more get to see dad once again it kind of just all like and with senior year being senior year and you're pretty much getting pushed off into your new chapter um, I was just sleeping so much just Mm. constantly Um, I stayed at my boyfriend's house for most nights too like I, I had all that responsibility for my little sisters, but after a while I like pretty much escaped it mm-hmm. and kind of like passed on the the flame to my sister, which I in and, and all I felt bad about. Like there was guilt there. But anyways, um yeah, just lots of sleeping, not really hanging out with friends as much as I used to, uh overeating, um, not feeling good about the way that I looked and just not doing good in class. It was just like everything that i was so used to being good at and Mm -hmm. like being impressed with myself about it just kind of just started turning to shit, and that's when i was like i think it's because i'm still here but yeah when i went to corvallis um i just was still not able to like manage everything it felt like too much all the time and That's when I think my mom noticed it in me the most because I Mm -hmm. told her straight up before um, I went to Corvallis. I was like, if I stay here, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I literally feel so trapped and like, I just hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate life right now and I need something different. Mm -hmm. And if it it means I'm going to go into debt because I know you're not going to be able to help me pay for school, like, then so fucking... Mm-hmm. So I left, went there, did all that. And then I was still just wanting to sleep or like anything and everything. So then I was like, I think you should see a therapist or like do something. Like I need you to, I need you to be on medication. I'm also kind of like spazzy at the same time. And she's like, Tita, calm down, calm down, <laughs> like take it, take it down a notch. So, which is like ironic because like we kind of, like she was more of the one like oh oh my gosh actually let me jump back to high school when I first like we had a in-school health center bless it it was the best Mm -hmm. um but I went in and talked with one of the um one of the therapists I think it was my like junior year Mm -hmm. where I was just like maybe it was my senior year but she was like oh let's call your mom to talk to her about like how you're feeling and i was like no like i don't really want to call my mom mm-hmm. and she's like no it's fine we'll call your mom puts it on speaker mom's at work and she was like hi this is blah 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 with like um uh, the in school health center we got Adelicia here and um she's just been expressing to me like some sadness going on and that that. and my mom's like yeah i don't know what she has to be sad about like i don't know why she's even there and that i was just like no I don't want to do this anymore. And I like took me, I I, see this is where I learned I'm good at like fighting back (laughs) my tears. I want I felt like my whole like neck, my throat just swell up. And the lady looked at me and said, I told you. Like I didn't want to call her. Yeah. So um for her to be able to tell me later on to go get help and to go to therapy, I guess it kind of like maybe balanced it out in my head. It's like before my mom thought it was wrong now she thinks it's right and Mm -hmm. obviously I care about like what my mom thinks as well so jumped on that and also bless my friend Karina who also is in therapy and she's been in therapy for like five years now Mm -hmm. and she like explained everything to me kind of like I think starting stuff and getting like the motions going is like really hard sometimes so like her being able to tell me how to do everything just exactly <laughs> it's like it's so intimidating to start it because and usually once you do it's not as hard as yeah. you thought it was but it's just like that that anxious little eh, it's a lot of work yeah mm-hmm. but yeah so I had my mom kind of pushing me towards it my best friend already indulging in. I could physically mentally and emotionally see the difference in her mm-hmm. like she was glowing after mm-hmm. her just putting that time and effort into herself so it definitely made me want to jump on the wave and yeah. like start reading books about like the Four Agreements or You're Here Now or just that's like. Mm-hmm. I it was obsessed with the like self-help reading for like a year. Yeah. Still kind of am, but yeah, that's it's a it's an ongoing journey, and I'm glad I, I I know now that. The way that I think about things and how what thoughts pop into my head, there's like kind of reasons behind them, and they're not just they're not my reality. They're just like the things that are just moving through my head all the time, yeah. absorbing. Yeah,
0: I will say I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, I have been in therapy for over ten years now. Oh. I've been. <laughs> I... Round of applause for you. Oh it's uh, on and off, but in some form, I have been with a mental health professional mm-hmm. and. It's a never-ending journey, and mm-hmm. because there's always like every single time that I reach like a, a high point, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm in this place. Mm-hmm. Things just keep happening, and it gets it gets better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but that's after ten years of actually putting in the work. So it's a never-ending journey with lots of ups, but there's also the downs. And mm-hmm. I've I've gained the tools to do so much better now like the bad coping habits i used to have a lot of them are no longer there Mm -hmm. and so it's it's gonna be a beautiful journey when you look back and realize even just a year from now Mm and just how you've grown the tools that you have under your belt and yeah one thing i will say too that
1: i i realize is like healing is beautifully painful it is. You can't have, like, the good without the bad and the bad mm-hmm. without the good. It really, like, when you're in your highs, then it makes you be able to look back and be like, I was low. And you can't be at the lows without being able to be like, oh, there was a high before. Like, that's, that's honestly the true beauty, just the duality of everything.
0: Yeah. And then what it takes to get to a better spot, the things that you not have to sacrifice necessarily, but the things that you have to on the back burner or the things Mm -hmm. that you can no longer do or the things Mm -hmm. that you choose to no longer do um so and you know even people that you no longer are around if that was ever like a reason to like you know to move on into better steps Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um
1: yeah it's all about putting yourself first the hardest like thing when a lot of like expectations from family is like you do anything good for your family but it's like
0: And you had high expectations from your grandparents, Mm -hmm. which I actually wrote that down because I wanted to get back to that. Um, Were they the ones that uh, when it comes to like education, were they the ones that like pressured you to go to school or was it your mom that pressured you Mm -hmm. to go to school or was there any
1: pressure? There was always like the high expectations, like C's were not good enough, A's were what was expected. If you got a B, then okay, Mm -hmm. But it was like kind of everyone the expectation from everyone was, you're going to go to school. You're going to go to school and you're going to have a job. And that's just how it's going to be. Like, you're, everyone wants you to go to college. Everyone wants you to do all this and that. But the thing is, when they were scolding and or praising for, like, your work, it was more so scolding and looking at the bad grades rather than expressing that you, that most of your grades were good. It's Mm -hmm. like, you got this one C, like, why would you do that? Like, how are you going to change this? It's like, okay, but did you even notice that I got these? Mm-hmm. It's like that, Um, the support was a little, like, lackey, So it, like, the expectations just, like, didn't feel like they went hand in hand enough. But I definitely would say um, the expectation for school was across the board. Everyone had the same expectation. My grandma probably specifically, since... She rocked the house when she came here and, like, didn't speak English, went to school, became a nurse and everything. Like, she she has high expectations for us because she has high expectations for herself and yeah. saw that what she was able to achieve. So, and, yeah, you know, when you're competing with that, it's kind of like, okay, okay, I see where you're coming from, but I'm also a different person and we're in a different, like, time and I don't want to be a doctor. That's all
0: yeah yeah nothing wrong with that
1: Mm
0: -mm. um so I can't recall okay you did go to school are you currently still in school
1: um no I am planning on going back in the fall I kind of wanted to get my mental health under control before like jumping back into that because um yeah wasn't doing so hot in college and I didn't know how to study and couldn't pay attention to study and lecture when they're talking so fast and I'm trying to write things down and yeah, that just was not working. And I didn't want to really admit it to anyone and asking for help has never been one of my strong suits. Hmm,
0: I wonder why. Right.
1: <laughs> so now I definitely feel like I'm in a better place and will actually be able to enjoy and put in the effort towards school.
0: I will say that I I wish I had the ADHD diagnosis on medication when I went to school mm-hmm. because I remember the amount of times I because I my program was really difficult and it was quarter system too so mm-hmm. it was like if to me that's all I've known is quarter systems mm-hmm. so it just felt like it was always boom 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 mm-hmm. right after the, each other. Mm-hmm. Like... And um, that's one of the reasons that I got emotional when I first realized that I I didn't have to go through the suffering that I did was because of the times that I broke down in school. I actually took time off from my program. Mm -hmm. I ended up taking off like nine months and then I returned and finished the rest of my classes. And I was hard on myself for having to have taken a break. Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like, Oh, you could have just powered through those three months and you would have been fine. You could have graduated by now. Could have been licensed. I was, I was, I was, thinking of all the bad things of the what ifs Mm -hmm. and I didn't focus on the fact that my mental health was more important at that time and there were some serious issues to the point where I I did what I did Mm -hmm. and like serious issues there and I I was a lot happier to have taken that break and actually like taken the time to yourself
1: the time recuperate
0: because and then I and then I graduated I, I did well and everything like that so it's like I don't know where I was going with this. I think I'm just trying to relate to your yeah, struggle no, and there's like that. Too,
1: <laughs> it's like, really, when things aren't going right in here, it's like it's very much shown on the outside as well, yeah. like just the things we choose to do and like how to spend our time. And like when we do have important things, it's like it's like self-sabotage pretty much.
0: My therapist is very good at pointing that out because mm-hmm. um, I've been forget this past month. I've been forgetful with taking my medications and. Before she said, I was like, I'm not trying to self-sabotage. I'm just genuinely forgetting and I'm trying to not let it happen. She knows.
1: No, they always do. They always like, she's like, I know you don't want to hear this. isn't it? just lay it on me. Come on. I know I need to hear it. I know I don't want to hear it, but I'm ready.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, I'm, it's a love-hate, no, not really a love-hate relationship, but it's nice that... Is she your first he she your first therapist she is my first okay that's great because a lot of people get put off mm-hmm. because of their first
1: therapist or first psychiatrist I to be honest with her I almost i tried to break up with her a couple of times, <laughs> and that's I, and I know that's just me being very avoidant and i'm the, I'm the number one person to go to where I'm just like, nope, I'm out oh bye. i yeah
0: I fucking get that mm-hmm. yeah because i I thought about that too with my own therapist mm-hmm. for a few times I was like. Is this gonna work out? Do we relate? Is this gonna work? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's like
1: are we we're too different? You can't understand me, but it's like, "Mm -hmm. do I even understand me? So maybe I should give her a chance. And she's not the (laughs) degree or whatever.
0: Yeah. um, So like, that makes me glad that you have you have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with her because it, it 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 that positive impact. Is gonna help, you. yeah. It just helps be, you
1: keep on like chugging on forward if you do like feel connected with the person that you're seeking help from, yeah. And is there to support you, yeah.
0: yeah. One of the things is uh, with the school is, um, when I took that time off, I think a couple of years before that, it you know, never mind, I don't know where I was going. With that. It's <laughs> totally sure? fine, it's totally fine, it's whatever. Um, you know, what's funny is I actually sat over here because I was like, I know that I'm going to get distracted, but mm-hmm. at least I can zone it back in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, so this person can focus on the conversation without realizing that you had ADHD. Yeah. So because I'm okay. here, <laughs> I have a blank wall, but I keep on looking at these two posters. Yeah. And I'm
1: like, oh, that was in Spanish. That was in English. Ooh, oh, it is? Yeah. I know. Oh. God. Ooh.
0: <laughs> and then um, I'll look up at like, like at the background of the window <laughs> and whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, no,
1: woo, yeah, no, woo. exactly. I'll just like, I can hear everything, but I'm just going to stare at this one spot. <laughs> I still hear you, but, like, I just want to stare there. And yeah. Like, yeah, my vision just, like, shifts a bunch.
0: Uh, oh, apparently it's a neuro. Apparently, like, looking up like this is, like, eye rolling to some people. Oh, yeah. my no. I, yeah. mom. I, I heard that. And yeah. I was, like, ooh. eye rolling is, like, ooh, yeah, or eye rolling. Around. Yeah, and not, like, I was, like, I did that a lot mm-hmm. with work.
1: No, I'm just, like, looking, like, it's, like, my thinking face.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, uh, not. I'm not trying to dismiss oh, you no, or like I roll ira-
1: anything. No, no.
0: No. Fun fact: There's a lot. Of, I don't know. I'm glad to be neurodivergent. I am happy to have the bank. I, yes and no, but I'm I'm okay with my brain. You got it. You got it. Brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. To think that I not, I wouldn't be this goofy self. I the spice. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like I'm. I like how I am with my goofiness and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I
1: and like, it's not an issue. It's I think, like, it's just like the whole awareness for it is like the best part. Cause like, then it's like, you're, I'm like, I'm not broken. I'm not weird. I'm not anything. It's just, this is how I am.
0: I am who I am. And it's, I just think it would be boring not to be neurodivergent. Mm-hmm.
1: I definitely so, agree. Yeah. So, definitely like agree.
0: Um. So one thing that I wanted to go into, like, the last part, I guess it's going to be the last part mm-hmm. is, um, your sexuality. So you said mm-hmm. that you're bisexual. Yes. How was that for you? And did you always know kind of thing or
1: like, how was your journey? No, I did <laughs> not always know. Um, frankly, I so like my first experience, I was like in elementary school and I had this friend mm-hmm. Shindara, and <laughs> we would walk home from school with each other and like we were were just like kind of best friends. And then one day she asked me if I wanted to kiss and I was like, I've never done that before. But um, (laughs) sure, I'm adventurous. And so we did and I like didn't hate it. So I was like, well, maybe, well, maybe we'll see. And just like growing up, um, not so much high school. I had a boyfriend for most of high school. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I wasn't really even looking at anyone else's direction. But when I got to college, that's when I think I realized, okay, Women are beautiful. Holy <laughs> shit, women are beautiful. I, yeah, I think I like both. And um, I've never, like, been in a relationship with another woman. But mm, sexually, I do be getting down. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, I guess, I don't know if my family even, like, cares. I don't know. My grandpa's, like, made jokes about it. But I don't even think he actually knows. But, like, I don't know. I've said it out loud. Nobody seems to like argue with it, go against it, or anything. So it's just kind of like it's there. And I've mm-hmm. my sister just recently told me too. She's like, "Yeah, me too." I said, "Oh, cool, nice." Like, I guess just my mom's always like taught us like, you how are you gonna be upset about how who someone else loves? Like, why? Why? How does that affect you? It doesn't. So don't care. Let them love who they want to love. So I'm glad growing up there was always a very big like open arms to Mm -hmm. whatever you want to do you want to do whoever you want to do you can do Mm -hmm. like it's totally up to you my best friend charlie growing up um he came out of the closet when he was like when we were like sophomores i think Mm -hmm. and honestly it was it never made a difference like i think there was a lot of pressure around it but I never got bullied for it. I don't think he did either. It was mm-hmm. in our area it was kind of just like normal. Wow. Yeah. I don't our high school especially, it was pretty it was pretty open.
0: Wow. I've gotten a range now of mm-hmm. people and like their stories and stuff like that. So I've gotten people like
1: you where it's like, where it's, easy, like it's so bree- easy. Yeah. yeah. And then
0: um they, But it's funny when when you were talking about the story about when you kissed that girl mm-hmm. at the young age. So I didn't Ever crossed my mind to kiss another woman or mm-hmm. anything like that, uh, someone other than a not dude, mm-hmm. until uh, I got the chance at eighteen. I got the chance. <laughs> <laughs> you say yeah, <laughs> you right in there. <laughs> um, the it happened, mm-hmm. and uh, at first I was like, I didn't think much of it, and to me it was like it just felt like another kiss. Mm-hmm. I blocked that shit out of my mind,
1: and for years there's always reason to it. Pretty, yeah, and yeah, I fucking
0: blocked it out. And mm-hmm. and to me I I remember thinking it was like it just felt like another kiss. So yeah, obviously I liked it. Mm-hmm. Did not think about it. Not think about it. And it's just like, oh, there's so many times that I'm like, oh, I should have known. Um yeah, the like, Titanic. Uh-huh. Okay, so that scene, me and my brother were the ones that got in trouble watching. Cause we would watch that. Like we would get caught because uh-huh. we're like, we're watching the yeah. movie and that scene's there and we're like, oh. And, like, oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. and so I didn't it didn't cross my mind until Years later, I was like, my brother is into women. Mm -hmm. And I'm also watching the same scene that he's into. Mm -hmm. Did not cross on my mind that 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 meant something. Mm -hmm. And it's just so funny,
1: like, all the things that you suppress. Yep. Actively suppressing. And then later on, you're like, and I knew, but I didn't want to admit it. But I knew. Yeah. Like, it was all the signs were there. All the signs were fucking Mm -hmm. there.
0: Um, all right. Is there anything that you would like to kind of like touch base on? Anything that's come up? Um,
1: not really, I think. And I <laughs> honestly, we could probably just keep talking and talking, but I think that's all I got on my mind right now.
0: All right. It feels weird because en- I'm ending this differently than I have before. Mm-hmm. And so my brain is like, it's not in the right order. <laughs> and so it feels weird to end
1: it. But mm-hmm. anyways,
0: um, all righty. Would you like to have any shout outs or social medias
1: or anything like you'd like to share? Oh, sure. Um, I, I think I just have Instagram. It's completely it's up to you. You don't TikTok. have to. Um, my Instagram is underscore Adelicia underscore. Um, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not big on social media. <laughs> I just like dabble here and there. I'm she also like keeps me from posting as much. Really? Yeah, 100%. I forget that I, have the ability to post and I, would I just get that scroll and watch other people's thing. And I'm like, Oh, but people are supposed to watch my thing too, but I'm not giving them anything really to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, this is, I see, I already knew at the beginning when we were done, I was just going to be so like happy with the fact that I actually came, showed yeah. up and was able to have a conversation with like a complete stranger, complete stranger and just be totally <laughs> fine with it. And frankly, there's something about you that also just made me feel comfortable before we even like oh, got together. Where I didn't like, I don't know. Sometimes I show up and I'm like shaky to things mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. I just feel like oh, this is a lot. But
0: I think it actually has to go with my own trauma, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. where I don't want other people around me to ever feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. or, they, or they can't approach me or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm always, or like I tend to be very like very open aura, in a sense like, 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 like yeah, yeah, like calming. Don't oh, thank you. Yeah. Of course. Oh, considering the chaos that goes through my mind, that's know, very I nice. I, know, I
1: think maybe it just like, makes, sense. <laughs> it makes sense in my head. So it's calming to me because it's very uh, relatable. Yeah. yeah. The way that we just go about talking, yeah. jumping from this, that. It's just like, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Also, I actually forgot to do one thing. So i like to also end with some facts about the country that someone is from. Okay. And so um, a couple of things is... Uh, Honduras has the, it has part of the second largest coral reef, the first one being obviously by Australia. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool because it didn't doesn't cross my mind, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It borders the Caribbean, yeah does. the weather that's there. I, it feels kind of silly, but at the same time, I just didn't know that the coral reefs are right there in mm-hmm. the same country or the same continent that we're in right now. Um, so that was really cool. And I thought this was fucking awesome. It's the first country to ban smoking in one's own home. You have to be like two meters, I think it was, outside or oh far my away. Oh, goodness. I did not know yeah. that one. I didn't know either. Oh my I, what did I, I don't know where I got this information from, but it was online from something reputable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, yeah, there's that. And it's home to one of the oldest clocks in the world. I didn't fully read into it, but I think it has to go like back, back, oh, yeah. way back then. Um, and its national bird is the scarlet macaw. And I had no idea what it looked like. Ooh, so go. there's that picture.
1: Oh, so beautiful. It's basically like
0: the, the shit that you, not the shit, but like. What
1: is it? Rio-like looking kind of bird? Yeah, name? but it's rainbow-ish mm. and stuff. Yeah, I so, definitely remember my dad had um, had a bird when we went to go visit yeah. in
0: Honduras. Huh. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, thank you so much for spending this you time so with much. me. Oh. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>